You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. Tough times for social media as old hacked credentials turn up for sale on the black market. Pawnstorm is back serving Russian interests in Finnish networks. North Korea may be implicated in a series of ambitious bank raids in Bangladesh and elsewhere. Iran and Saudi Arabia appear to be swapping hacks, but whether criminal, hacktivist, or state-directed remains unclear. Dante espionage campaign remains under investigation. In industry news, VCs seem interested but selective in the cyber sector. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, May 31st, 2016. The past two weeks have been difficult ones for social media. LinkedIn realized that its 2012 breach was orders of magnitude worse than initially believed. The network began warning customers on May 18th of this year that their passwords may have been compromised. Since then, stolen credentials for other social media have turned up for sale in criminal markets. Leaked Source, which maintains a searchable database of compromised credentials, announced Friday that it had added more than 427 million items to its listings, most of them apparently stolen from MySpace. Criminals are selling some 360 million MySpace credentials on the black market for the low, low price of 6 Bitcoin, which is about 3,250 U.S. dollars. The data was lost a few years ago and is now appearing on the black market in what some think may be the largest compromise of its kind on record. Reddit, not specifically mentioning the LinkedIn compromise but alluding to an uptick in account takeovers, is also requiring its users to reset their passwords. Tumblr is also suffering from the aftermath of an old breach. 65 million email addresses and hashed and salted passwords are up for sale by Peace of Mind, also known as Peace, the same hacker or hackers who are selling LinkedIn credentials. Like the LinkedIn and MySpace breaches, the Tumblr compromise is an old one, dating to February 2013. Why data from three old breaches are surfacing now remains a matter of conjecture. Symantec offers more evidence of North Korean involvement in Asian bank fraud attempts. Malware used to facilitate theft from the Bangladesh Bank and elsewhere is sufficiently similar to that used by the Lazarus Group to induce Symantec to finger Pyongyang. Whether or not the DPRK was involved, investigators in Bangladesh have shifted their view of the incident in at least one respect. They now think the theft was facilitated by an insider. Pawnstorm, also known as Sophocy, is back in action against targets in Finland. The Russian espionage group is said to have hit media group Sonoma and at least one Finnish member of Bellingcat, a citizen journalist group watching war news in Ukraine, Syria, and elsewhere. Cyber tensions rise around the Arabian Gulf. Palo Alto Networks is following an espionage campaign it's calling Oil Rig that's deploying the Helminth backdoor against targets in Saudi Arabia's banking and defense sectors. 
It's unclear whether oil rig is criminal or state-directed, or both, but Helminth's command and control infrastructure contains clues pointing towards Iran. For its part, Iranian authorities say they've traced an unspecified cyber attack on the statistics center of Iran to Saudi IP addresses. They also said that there's been no organized attack by Iran against Saudi targets, but that some Iranians might have hacked the Saudis for emotional, presumably patriotic, reasons. Kaspersky continues to track the Dante Cyber Espionage Group as it works its way through Indian targets. Dante spreads by spear phishing. Kaspersky believes it sees some commonalities between the spread of this relatively new Trojan and the Net Traveler and Dragon OK groups. Chinese-speaking hackers are thought to be running Net Traveler and Dragon OK. We often speak of attribution when we talk about specific malware exploits, attacks, or campaigns. Attribution is assigning credit or blame to a particular group, individual, or even nation-state. Attribution can be tricky, and not everyone agrees it's valuable. Ryan Trost is CTO at Threat Quotient and suggests attribution can be a valuable tool. Defenders start to learn the moves of the adversary, what they're experts in, um, what their weaknesses are, and that ultimately allows them to kind of build a profile or a playbook. Um, so that as events and incidents are being triaged, they have a faster place to go to look to really kind of expedite the process completely. Once you start to see an alert and, and maybe that indicator is associated to a specific adversary group, a security analyst can ultimately look at the profile of that adversary and just have a little bit better of an idea of historically what have they targeted, who have they targeted from an endpoint standpoint, um, is it a specific person? Is it a specific like database server? And that will allow them to kind of uh, ultimately just make better decisions with their incident response procedures. It just allows them to react significantly faster. Ryan Trost is sympathetic to those who doubt the value of attribution, but he warns that they shouldn't dismiss it out of hand. And there's so much subjectiveness in attribution. There's so much shared malware and shared infrastructure out there that a lot of people think, oh, it, it, it's too diluted. You can't really get a true sense of attribution because uh, nobody can agree on attribution. Even at the highest levels, they can't really agree on attribution too easily. So that's one side of the fence, and they do have a valid point. The other side of the fence is, well, even if it's murky water, it's still hugely beneficial because the more you know about the adversary, the better you can kind of defend yourself. So even if you're not in the business of prosecuting that criminal activity, as defenders, you still want to start to really organize and structure it so that your IR teams and your incident response um, efforts can be streamlined based on the intelligence that you've built that profile off of, just the historical knowledge that, that your team really holds. That's Ryan Trost. He's the CTO and co-founder at Threat Quotient. IBM warns of a new trend in extortion, or at least quasi-extortion. They're calling it bug poaching, and it may be understood as an attempt to force a bug bounty. Hackers intrude into a network, contact the enterprise with evidence that they've done so, and offer to explain the vulnerability they exploited in exchange for payment. The asks are said to be running at about $30,000. IBM is also reporting an increase in observed cases of sandjacking, in which attackers show an ability to escape iOS sandboxing. In industry news, financial analysts continue to see growing cyber threats driving further growth in the security sector, whatever bearish clouds recent results seem to have cast. 
A recent influx of venture capital is also taken as a positive sign, although as eWeek sees it, VCs appear to have grown more selective in looking for high-payoff technologies. These include, quote, email authenticity, password security, privacy, automation, and segmentation, end quote. Cybersecurity stocks have experienced a general increase in short interest after last week's results-driven volatility, but there's one interesting exception. Palo Alto, which saw its share price drop after reporting a loss, has also seen a decline in short interest. And finally, lest rogue states feel left out from recent social media turmoil, there are reports that a teenager from Scotland hacked North Korea's Facebook clone, starcon.net.kp, shortly after the world became aware on Friday that the DPRK had launched its own version of Facebook. How did the young man get in? He used admin and password as his credentials, and, well, there you go. Bob's your uncle. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. And joining me once again is Dr. Vikram Sharma. He's from Quintessence Labs. And Dr. Sharma, we had talked previously about quantum technology, and you touched on something called a one-time pad. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely, Dave. As we touched on, the quantum key distribution allows you an absolutely secure method of transporting keys between two locations. What this opens up the opportunity for is something called the one-time pad. This was a cipher that was actually invented 90-odd years ago in the 20s by a couple of folks in the U.S. Army Signal Corps. And it relies on the idea that if you have a completely random set of keys and you use them only once and the length of the key is as big as the data, you apply this operation called an XOR between the data and the key, the output of that cipher operation is indistinguishable from white noise and thereby you have no patterns whatsoever that can be leveraged to crack that code, therefore making it even unbreakable by a so-called quantum computer when they do come into uh, practical existence. So is this something that is uh, on the horizon? Is this something that, that, we're going to be, uh, that we're going to see being put into use anytime soon? Well, uh, the, the cipher is already being used in, in certain um, circles. However, the issue is how do you transport that one-time key material 
securely between two locations. Typically, that's being done manually to date. What the quantum key distribution allows you is an uh, a optical means of transporting that key material securely between the two locations. All right. Fascinating stuff. Once again, Dr. Vikram Sharma, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Rick here. At N2K CyberWire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI... The best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 